In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, today's gospel certainly has something to say about humility. In the example, the parable that Jesus is giving us, advising us to take the lowest place. However, Jesus says one thing, the world oftentimes says another thing, so it would be to our benefit to really get a good grasp on what humility is. And Jesus, of course, demonstrates it not only in word, but in person, in his very person and his very mission, and we'll see that as we go along in this homily. But a lot of people tend to have sometimes a misinformed view of humility. Humility is not when someone compliments you, let's say for being athletic, and then you go and try to convince yourself, no, I'm not that athletic, I need to lessen the view I have of myself. Or for example, if someone's complimenting you because you look so beautiful or look so good, and you try to convince yourself, no, I don't look that good, I don't look that beautiful. That's not humility. Humility can be described in a couple ways, and I'll try to do that. For one thing, it's honesty. It's honesty about reality. It's honesty about what a human is. It's honesty about everything. And when we're honest, we acknowledge what's good about ourselves, what we're doing right, and also what we're limited by. Also, what we need to change about ourselves. Also, our mistakes. That's all part of humility. So the humble person is the honest person. The humble person is also the grateful person. The person who knows there's always someone to thank. The person who can acknowledge a creator. The person who knows that God is Father and that He's a loving Father. When that's the case, when that's the state that the humble person is in, when that's the shape of the humble person's heart, then they don't go and try to be gods for themselves. There's a popular phrase that's often thrown around and some popular phrases kind of lose their meaning because of how cliche they can become, but I think this one holds its meaning pretty well. We can say that humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. I'll say that again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Why is that so meaningful? How does that benefit us compared to what we're hearing in the gospel passage today about this virtue of humility? Well, like I said, it's not as if when someone compliments you, you should go and try to lessen the quality of that thing that they're complimenting. No. Thinking of yourself less, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less is crucial because it leads you to freedom. What kind of freedom? Freedom to pay attention to others more. Freedom to pay attention to others more. Oftentimes, when we're interacting with others, 
and we're having a conversation of some kind, especially if we're trying to say something important, something meaningful, and that person listens to us and reacts to us and responds to us, we often walk away from that conversation saying how grateful we are for that friend, for that person, for their attention. Yeah, of course, because love was showed, humility was expressed. They paid less attention to themselves and more attention to you. Of course, you walked away from that interaction feeling more fulfilled, more loved, more received. So, if we're paying attention to ourselves less, not neglecting ourselves, that's not nowhere in the gospel does Jesus say that, it's just paying attention to our, ourselves a little less, that frees us up to pay, to give attention, to pay attention, to give of ourselves to others. And, Everything I just said could have been said in a motivational speech, in a graduation speech, something like that. But for us Christians who are coming to this house of worship on a Sunday, we're here to see how Christ embodies this virtue, how Christ shows us humility. And it's so profound that before Jesus says anything or does anything, his humility is expressed in such a beautiful way. What does he say here? What is his advice? When you're invited to a feast, take the last seat. Take the lowest seat. Let's go back to the season of Advent. Let's go back to Christmas. What does Jesus do? How is he born? He's born in a box feed from that animals eat out of. That's what a manger is. A box that animals feed from. Does that sound like taking the lowest seats? Absolutely. So again, before he says or, says or does anything, he's already practicing what he's gonna preach in a few decades from that time. Humility for Christ is incarnational. It happens from the very beginning. He takes very seriously what he preaches, and that is what's at the center of today's gospel. Jesus himself does exactly what he teaches for the sake of our salvation. And then, let's keep going in his life, in his public life in the gospel. His advice today is, when you have a feast, when you have a gathering, when you wanna share your happiness, what do you do? Who do you invite? the blind, the sick, the lame, those who are ignored, those who are at a disadvantage, because oftentimes people invite them, oftentimes they're gonna be ignored by the rest of the world. What does Jesus do himself when he comes to us in the gospel, when he reveals who he is and why he came in the gospel? Who does he spend most of his time with? The blind, the sick, the lame, the ignored, the marginalized, the sinners, the most sick, you and I. He spent time with them when he walked on this earth in the person of Jesus Christ. And he, sp he continues to spend time with us now because, because that marriage feast is still happening. It's still being offered to us every Sunday. It's still being renewed every Sunday. You and I, brothers and sisters, are invited to a feast where Christ instituted it by coming to this earth, taking the lowest seat, not just for any reason, but to bring us up with him, 
so that we, from our sin, could be moved up to a higher seat, so that God could come to us as the master of this banquet came to the one who was sitting in the lowest seat and say, Azizi, move up. Move up to a higher place, to a place that your image deserves to be seated in, the heavenly kingdom of God. At that point, at that point, it's up to us to accept that invitation. It's up to us to actually go to that feast and share in that happiness in an authentic and legitimate way. How? How? By acting as someone who is invited to that feast, by acting as a son or daughter of Christ, children in the Son of God, by acting faithful to our baptismal vows, our baptismal promises. How? By chiefly embodying humility. There's a reason why the first beatitude is blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom of God. You can't do anything else in the Christian life. You can't do anything else in your mission to act like Christ, to love like Christ, to think like Christ, if you don't first appreciate and practice humility and see the importance of humility, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less so that you're freed up. You're freed up to see that there is a God and there is Christ and to see everything that Christ did and how, how worth it it is to imitate Him and imitating Him by giving of yourself to others. So brothers and sisters, as we come today to approach the Eucharist, the very body and blood of Christ that was broken and the blood that was shed for us out of humility, ask God for the grace to react to everything he has taught us. Above all, more humble fathers, more humble mothers, more humble children, and above all, more humble servants of God. Amen.